We need to get to our guests, and Bobby A. Bear is always a pleasure to talk with him on the WaitForward.com hotline. Of course, you guys know the name. And, Bobby, we just wanted to get some insight into what we're getting with Ryan Nielsen. We, we, a lot of folks here in Atlanta didn't know about him. You know, obviously you, you've known him, and he's been on that staff there in New Orleans. He's got a connection to our general manager in Terry Fontenot. But what are we getting, Bobby? Well, I think you're going to get a young, energetic uh, coach. Uh, I'm familiar with him going way back to, uh, to Coach O. Uh, you know, uh, Coach O at LSU tried to steal him to come to LSU, and Coach Payton uh, wouldn't let him go because of his uh, contract. Uh, but Coach O had coached him at USC, uh, so that's how I've been knowing him for a while. He's young, energetic. And, and if you look uh the pass rush, you look since 2017, only the Pittsburgh Steelers has, has had more sacks than the Saints. Uh, I bet you a, a number of people would not guess that the Saints had that kind of production. Now, right. you look at the Eagles, they had 70 sacks this year. Uh, but the Saints were, they would get it done up front, uh, you know, between high 40s, low 50s as far as sacks. And um, I, I look at what Cam Jordan thinks of them, you know, how consistent Cam Jordan was. Now, you look on the flip side, uh, I think he had Davenport playing at a high level, but he's all, always freaking hurt. It reminds me of the Pelicans basketball players, kind of like with Zion and Brandon Ames. They held when they well. But, uh, but, but other than that, uh, uh, I, I think you're getting a winner. And, uh, you know, it's kind of weird, the same situation. Here you had Dennis Allen, uh, you know, the head coach, but he was, he was calling the defenses. And that was, like he said, that was his baby. It's kind of like Sean Payton being head coach. And calling the plays, and you know, look at Ryan Nielsen, co-defensive coordinator, along with uh, Chris Richard. And now I wouldn't—I don't know the latest, but I know Chris Richard has—he's uh, no longer with the Saints. Also, I just think uh, once you feel like you got a grasp of uh, what it takes to be a coordinator and then ultimately a head coach in the NFL, you want that opportunity, you know, to be able to call defenses. And uh, like the Fontenot going way back to their Saints connection. Uh, he's young, ambitious. I would be surprised if he does not uh, have success with that Atlanta defense. That's really cool, Bobby. I mean, developing talent. Obviously, you know, you're losing some free agents because they, they were so good, like Hendrickson going to the uh, the Bengals. This is a, a guy that, I mean, what you consider, he can improve what we got because we we got to get some talent in the free agency and in the draft, but he's you could say he's develops young talent. Well, he's uh, – now, uh, think about this. Uh, he didn't even know how to put on his jock. He didn't even know how to even uh, what a, what how you what are, where do the football pads go? How he developed David Onyemata. Hmm. David Onyemata, all of a sudden, uh, you know, he's from Africa and he's playing in Canada. And and, and they said, well, you want to come out for the football team? You know, he's just going to school. And uh, literally, his first football, uh, like I should say, where second or third year football was already in the NFL. And so how David on Yamada developed as a defensive lineman, that's a lot to do with Ryan Nielsen. I think he got uh, players to play better than their ability and uh, playing as a unit. And, uh, and when you can get that and you have that continuity, uh, I, I know how, even though they're in position, but how highly DeMario Davis uh, thought of Ryan, Ryan Nielsen. So, uh, again, uh, I think um, – this is uh, a great opportunity for him, and I think he will have success in Atlanta. But you know the craziest thing? I was thinking about this, uh, Michael, thinking about this yesterday. 
I don't know if I've ever seen a weaker division as far as not knowing what's going to happen since Tom Brady retired with the quarterback position. Usually you'd have like one off oh, for sure. He's a stud. I mean, you look at Sam Darnold in Carolina. Um, who do we have it? Uh, who do you even have in Tampa Bay? Driscoll? Trask. And, and then, uh, Trask. And, and then you look at the Saints. Look, Andy Dalton. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, he's trying to be the bridge guy. Guess the next guy goes in, and then you look Atlanta. Uh, they counting on a youngster. So uh, I don't know. I mean, the NFC South's wide open next year to truly see who's going to win the division. Bobby, I said this, and I don't know if you agree. It's Dukes and Bell with Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The great Bobby Bear joining us talking about um, us getting Ryan Nielsen from that staff and, and, you know, how it may approve our team. But I said it feels like for the first time in a while we might have a leg up on the Saints. I don't know if I felt that way and only because I, I, I'm asking you, what are the Saints? You talk about Andy Dalton, but you're losing coaches. Dennis Allen was not impressive to me. Um, you got to replenish and restock I know you got some picks with the Sean Payton situation going to Denver, but but what are the Saints right now? Like, what are they building around and on? The defense is aging. You said it. They had that window where you guys won a bunch of games but didn't get to a Super Bowl. It just feels like maybe for the first time in a while the Falcons might be moving in a better direction than the Saints. Well, I know to who that nation, a lot of Saints fans, all they do is call on the show and they go, well, why are we still keeping Dennis Allen? Mm-hmm. I have to talk about the same thing almost every day. I go, what are y'all talking about? I said, Miss um, Gail Benson, the owner, she likes stability. She wants Dennis Allen to work out. And then um, Mickey Loomis, they want to they wanna give Dennis Allen a chance. Now, he's on the hot seat next year. They, they, they don't want to do the one-and-done thing, and that's why they're giving uh, Dennis Allen the benefit of the doubt. But you know what's the craziest thing? And a lot of people, um, you know, because I like stability. Right. And uh, – People don't realize Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton played winning enough football. The Saints could have been ten and seven. You might say, "Hey, man, what the hell are you talking about?" No, <laughs> I'm telling you. If, if you watch every game, that shows you how close it is between seven and ten, and ten and seven. You're like, "Oh, we had two pick sixes." Well, did you see he hit Callaway right in the hands and the defensive back catches? So that, that I think they should have errors. Not I'm being a quarterback now. They should have errors in football. That, that, that's not that, that's not an Andy Dalton. And then all the drop passes they had in significant games. For instance, they had a chance to take a whole of division lead uh, against Tampa Bay. Mark Ingram uh, decides to run out of bounds. How about you get the first down? You're not that hurt. Come on. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it's kind of like that might be the that, that might be the last play in a Saints uniform for Mark Ingram. And the fans just remember that he punked out and he, and he ran out of bounds. It's kind of like Ezekiel Elliott, his last play in the Dallas uniform, he was deep snapping and got run over. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, think about all those scenarios. Right. But I'm telling you, Andy Dalton, if you look at it, if you look at all the QB rating and where he was ranked, he was at one time when this is three-quarter of the season. Do you know he was the seventh-ranked quarterback and he finished number 11? And they have 32 starters. So I'm telling you, it was much more huh. – uh, than Andy Dalton. They look at Andy Dalton as the bridge guy. They need someone. But they have uh, other problems with Andy Dalton that, uh, you know, how about you hit your hands, you catch the ball. Uh, and, and, and then, obviously, the defense to get off the great start. The defense was unbelievable on the back end of the season. If you look at the last nine games, uh, they were they were giving up like 16 points a game. Well, you should win 
every game when that occurred, they just got off to a terrible start. Now, the secondary, that has a lot to do with the Saints' pass rush, the secondary uh, ended up being number, number two overall, and they only gave up one 300-yard passer, and I want to say like held like six teams to like 130 yards throwing. We, even um, when they played the last time they played Atlanta. Right. I, I think the Falcons only threw for like 100 yards. So they have some bright spots, but the bottom line, did you win or lose? And I just think next year, I don't know. I don't know who's winning the NFC South. I think it's truly wide open. And that's the thing is, Bobby Hebert, guys, you recognize the voice joins us. Uh, again, getting the vibe on our new uh, defensive coordinator, Ryan Nielsen, what he's all about. Because we got A.J. Terrell, and he actually struggled this year, Bobby. We thought this guy's on the cusp of being a pro bowler. We need help in the secondary. We're going to maybe adjust, uh, address it through the draft or free agency. But what you're saying about the secondary, that's, that's promising. And by the way, I looked at your draft. You guys made a trade with the Eagles, so you don't actually have a chance to get that, you, that new young quarterback this year. You don't pick till like, what, 29 this year in the draft. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they lost that to the Eagles, and that's all the Eagles need. They need more help. Come on, <laughs> uh, they, yeah, we lost. We, we, all the fans, we were all mad because they didn't keep uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, uh, goes by his rat name, uh, CD Deuce. No, he was just a baller, and so I don't know. I don't think they wanted to pay him in, in the future. So he was the Eagles. We lost that draft pick, and they were able to, uh, you know, get the uh, 29th overall. I, I would, I would think right now. If they would go that route, if they like him, a young quarterback, uh, the kid from Tennessee, Hooker, hmm. but he's coming off a knee injury. Uh, but, but that's kind of uh, talking with Mike Detillier, the draft guru, you know, down here. That uh, what's his name, Hellman or something like that. I know it's Hooker. Uh, that don't Hedden be surprised Hooker, yeah. if the Saints, yeah. yeah, the Saints don't go in that direction with that pick. Bobby, uh, were you surprised at all that Sean Payton ended up where he ended up? Uh, I'm curious. Have you had any conversations with him through this process? Yeah. What? What? what, what no, th- that's what I told him. That's what I told him. What took so long? I mean, <laughs> uh, come on. Yeah. No, I, I thought that was the perfect situation. I'd be shocked if he does not turn around Russell Wilson. Uh, I'm telling you, he'll be that quarterback guru, and um, that could be a dark horse. All of a sudden, uh, the Broncos, uh, even though they're in the AFC West. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden they're winning, uh, you know, nine, ten games. Uh, I think they could truly turn around like that. And uh, Russell Wilson will have success with Sean Payton. Like I said, I, I'd be shocked. And uh, the, the, the one thing about Sean, you know, when he always said, though, uh, that, you know, his, the number one thing is the ownership and, I mean, you know, the relationship with that and the front office and all that. And, you know, he never wanted to talk about the money. I said, man, it's always about the damn money. <laughs> no, no. Sean wanted to be uh, that twenty million dollar a year coach. Uh, I'm telling you, and he, and I, and I think he'll earn that money, and 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 being with the uh, you know the Walton family, the Walmart money, and all that stuff. Mm. Uh, I, I, again, I, I I thought that was the perfect place. I thought the worst place if he'd have went to Arizona, that uh, with Kyler Murray, that that would that he's a head case. That'd been dysfunctional. That wouldn't have worked out with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray kind of reminds me sometimes of Jeff George would attack June Jones. I go, what is he doing? You know, it's, I never forget that. So I see Kyler Murray, you know, attacking his head coach. Sean Payton wouldn't have wanted any of that. Mm. 
It is Bobby Abair giving us some good stuff today, man, on a Thursday. Bobby, uh, again, legend. For those our younger audience, Bobby was a lovable Falcons quarterback as well. He joins us here on the WaitForIt.com hotline. Hey, uh, by the way, you will eventually get some picks from the Broncos for Peyton. Hey, is LSU going to challenge Alabama this year in the West because you had the number six uh, recruiting class? And I thought, I thought Kelly did a hell of a job last year from where I saw him in that first game against FSU and how they finished. Yeah, I think the key is uh, Jaden Daniels, the quarterback. Uh, you know, him coming back, and uh, and I tell you what, he's going to build upon what he did last year. So, uh, I don't know if they could overtake uh, Georgia. That's hard to say, Alabama. But they're going to be in the hunt. They could be in the in the thick of things right there. And, uh, again, to be the best, you got to beat the best. I don't think the Georgia Bulldogs, uh, that's kind of a measuring stick, Georgia or Alabama. And the LSU fans know that. Uh, but at least they think they're in the hunt. Uh, and like you said, Coach Kelly did an outstanding job uh, the first time around. And um, But uh, you, you got to – you know the one thing I was, I was you know, talking to fans and all about this, about the key is I think with this name, image, and likeness thing, and, and the show with A&M, it's not so much paying these kids out of high school all this money and maybe motivate them to have them on recruiting class. It's to take care of the players that are proven on your team already. Mm. I, I think that's the ones you want to take care of, the name, image, and likeness. And whatever program in the future can do that in college football, you know, we're all the transfer portals, the ones that are going to be success. But uh, you, you can go from the penthouse to the outhouse or vice versa uh, right quick uh, with all the challenges college coaches have now with, you know, the name, image, and likeness in the transfer portal. But, but LSU is going to be in the thick of things, but, uh, they write, I'd say, nipping on the heels of Georgia and Alabama, but not quite there. Real quick, Bobby, I'm curious, just on your show, since we're talking about all things Louisiana, what's the response about, about Zion? He's been more hurt than anything. Is he loved already by the fans or no way? No, they love him again. He's hell when he's well. I mean, I, 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 him, him, and, I mean him and Brandon Ingram. I mean, they go from, like, first place, in a month, uh, they went from first place to tie with the Denver Nuggets, mm. and then not, now they're in the play-in game. So the, the, the fans are frustrated, and uh, they've lost nine in a row, and, um, and, and you got to have all hands on deck, and they just haven't. And, and boy, it's a shame because I, I think when they're all there, uh, you know, like, and then, like for instance, even C.J. McCollum didn't play the last game, that they have, they have a chance to do something in the West. Uh, that I, I think truly – that if you look at all the teams in NBA, that uh, and when they're gelling, they're probably in between, um, I'd say, number six, seven, or eight out of the East and the West combined. I, I think they're that good. But then you got to be healthy. you got to play. And um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, the Lakers are coming to town uh, this Saturday. Uh, they're playing at Dallas. For instance, they were ahead of Dallas. Uh, the Mavericks are now one game ahead of them in the division. And then the Lakers come down. They, they want to keep knocking down the Lakers, though, because all those draft picks when Anthony Davis went there, it, it benefits uh, the, the Pelicans the worst uh, the Lakers do. So they have no love, love for uh, loss, so to speak, for Anthony Davis and uh, the Lakers. But, uh, yeah, that, that I, I think coming out of the West, they could be, uh, you know, four to five uh, overall. But uh, right now, no, it's it's fine. We can't wait for the All Star break to maybe they could come back strong after that. But uh, 
Yeah, that, that, Zion, Zion Williams is unbelievable. But I don't know. He's like a, a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or something. And I don't know. Uh, I never was fast enough to have my hamstring mess up. And then, like, oh, it, 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 when it's running, it's awesome. But now, oh, I don't know, bad spark plug. Uh, so he's not out there. <laughs> so basically he's got more miles vertically than horizontally. Hey, Bobby, it's always great yeah. catching up, man. He's hell when he's well. We're going to use that one. We'll talk to you soon, man. All right. Take care, man. Okay.